Hello and welcome to Recruiting in Hospitality from Caterer.com. I'm Lance Lotnarine, and in each programme, we invite industry professionals to discuss matters affecting employers. We discuss recruitment, development and retention, as well as matters affecting you and your teams. Now, in this edition, we're going to be continuing our entry-level talent conversation. And this week, we're going to be talking about the employment of older workers. And we've got a great panel with us today, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves to you now. I'm Patrick Thompson from the Centre for Ageing Better. I'm Yasmin Boramand, Global Director of People and Organisational Development for Dorchester Collection. And I'm Alan Rose from 26 Recruitment Senior Consultant. And joining us on the line live from Scotland is... Um, my name is Colin Campbell, um, 62-year-old. Um, I'm a concierge at the new five-star hotel in Inverness, uh, Ness Walk Hotel. Thank you all for joining me. Um, Patrick, can I start with you? Um, let's put everything in context. What is an older worker? How would you define the term? It's a good question. It's not... Completely straightforward. Uh, sometimes we talk about people being over the age of 50 in work, but actually people are experiencing that in all different ways. So you might have someone who's 40 who's starting to feel a bit of strain at work. You might have someone who's 17 is absolutely thriving and doing fine. So for many people, it depends what they what they think themselves. Quite often we do look at things around around about the age of 50 up to state pension age. So that's um, you know people in their 50s and 60s who might be experiencing different uh, factors in the workplace or having their employers or recruiters looking at them in different ways. In your experience, what, why do you find older, older people want to return to the workplace? Are, are, there, are there myriad reasons? Yeah, there's, there's a whole range of reasons. We, and we really find that you, know, you can't lump together one, one group in, in that way. So many people will be returning to work because they, they miss aspects of work. So in a lot of the research we've done, we found that people often miss the social connections of work. So, you know, work can give you meaning and purpose and, and a structure as well. And for a lot of people who might have retired, say, they might return to work because they miss those things. For other people, actually, it's often a financial reason. They might, have, they might have stopped working for one reason or another, or they might have retired. And then actually, when they've weighed it all up, they do realise they do need to return to work if we're thinking about our longer lives as well. Do you, do you find that's happening more and more? Um, it, I, I think it is a more common reason given, and that's and that's for for a range of reasons. You know, we we um, you know in this country we used to have um, often better pension systems. We used to have people who could retire on a final salary pension. Um, often they could go into retirement at being fairly financially secure. Uh, we do at the moment have a, a rising state pension age. So at, at the minute we've we've seen that already happen for women. Women's state pension age used to be sixty, now it's sixty five, and actually for both men and women it's now going up to sixty six as well. So. So I think there's, there are a range of factors pushing people to work for longer, um, but also it's people, people do enjoy work. I mean, I know, I know some people, it's, a, you know, it's a, uh, a, a Tuesday morning here, me, but people might not always want to go into work, but often people do find they get more from work than just the money that they get. And, and often, as I said before, there is it's things like the social connections that people really value as well. And, and quality of, of, of life and well-being is more and more uh, coming to the fore in, uh, for, for employers. Absolutely. I think we've seen a big, big shift in, in recent years and it's in, in, in catering and hospitality, but in a lot of other sectors as well about employers re- realising you need to really think about that work-life balance, about well-being in the workplace. It's not just about squeezing every last bit out of every worker. It's about thinking, actually, if you invest in your, in your staff, if you look after them a little bit more, you, you pay huge dividends in terms of A, attracting the best people, but also holding on to them as well for longer. Alan and Yasmin, if I can come to you, 
with the recent news from the Home Office around immigration restrictions, how do you feel older workers can help in filling the labour gap in the hospitality workforce? Um, I, I certainly think that there, there has to be uh, a reliance on the older workforce. We know that certainly for uh, a few years, uh, in the next two, three, four years at, at least, um, that we will struggle with people coming in based on the new points scoring system. Um, I think there's going to be a massive reliance. Um, there's already a massive gap between the issues that we have around getting new talent into the industry. We are becoming more and more reliant on the older workforce to bridge that gap for us. Absolutely. How do you feel? Yes. Um, I echo everything that Alan just said. I think for us, I mean, the, the skills gap is huge. The passion that we're looking for when we look for hospitality employees, um, that's something that we don't struggle with in, in older workers, whether it's because they've um, worked in hospitality before and they're returning um, for their own personal reasons, for the social um, aspect. So the passion's already there with them. Um, and I guess for us, with the recent changes, it's just about as an organisation being conscious of, okay, what are we doing to attract older workers um, and make them feel comfortable in going through that process again? There are um, issues where some older workers might not feel, that they might feel that, that these kind of jobs are just for younger people. Mm -hmm. I mean, what, what would you say that, you know, to, to fight that? That perception? Uh, it's definitely not. Um, I guess it depends on what the role is within um, hospitality and what specifically you're looking for. Um, but realistically, we're looking for people who are passionate about the industry, the role that they're doing, and the guests. So for us at Dorchester Collection, what it means is we're looking for someone who can create that meaningful relationship with the guest and therefore create that loyalty with the collection. They can do that, you know, everyone can do that. It's about having a conversation. And if we've got people who are looking to come back into work because they miss that social aspect, we can give them that and it can be their everyday job. Um, and we definitely encourage people to look at hospitality um, in a positive light and look at all of the benefits that they can add and bring into the workplace. Patrick, what kind of opportunities does an age-diverse workforce offer employers a huge range really i mean part of it is as we've just discussed already is, is simply the fact this is what the workforce of the future looks like we are we are living for longer on average we're, we're working for longer as well um but also if you look at um employer surveys and we've, we've talked to a lot of employers as well people really value things like skills and experience people having done the job before and knowing what they're doing often it's the the people skills as well and being able to manage uh manage conflict or or, or things in the workplace so, and I suppose simply having done it before can often be a really valuable thing for people. Um, but we'd 100%, we, you know, at the Centre for Age and Better, we're all about supporting as many people as possible to have a good later life. But we're 100% not saying this is about you need to uh, recruit older workers over younger workers. It's, it's about having that spread. And um, from, from talking to a lot of employers, often it's about representing the customers they're serving. So if you've got a range of um, uh, customers and clients who are across a, a, a diverse range of ages, you want your workforce to look like that as well so they can better serve them and, and know how to tap into their thinking as well. Yeah, I agree with that. I think for us as a recruitment agency, um, we lean more so on ability as opposed to age. We couldn't care less if you were 50 or 60. If you were capable, if you were capable of doing the job, 
then you know you can represent our company absolutely that's the important thing isn't it it's just as long as you can do the work yeah and, yeah and, absolutely and bring, it's, it's and ability and, and age doesn't come into that I, I don't think anyway you know it's about whether or not you're capable of doing that that job we we do see actually we looking at um we've done a survey work with individuals who are looking for for work and actually one in three workers over the age of 50 do feel they've been discriminated against because of their age so this isn't the hospitality sector this is across the whole economy um and i, I definitely don't think that recruiters are going out of their way to be ageist in any way i think often it's just small things or or tweaks in a in a job ad, a job description, the imagery you use. Very often, we you, you go out and you look at a, a big billboard of a, a job ad, and it will often be for an entry level position. Often, a younger person in that image, and you're not you're not um, putting anyone else off, but you're just thinking actually you're putting out even a subconscious message there that this is the kind of person we're looking for. So so often it's just a small tweak or just a kind of a, a sense check of actually is this would this go out and and be um, appealing to a whole range of uh, age ranges and. And often I think recruiters and employers, they'll really uh, reap dividends from that because you're getting a wider group of talent there as well. Well, let's talk about this um, because what barriers do exist? Uh, what what prevents employers from hiring older workers, do you think? Uh, I think often it, it can be a, a, an attitude thing. Um, I mean, we you look at certain sectors, for instance, we've done some work in the, in the tech sector and often people think that um, tech jobs are for younger people because they've got more recently qualified they're, they're sort of the cutting edge of skills and that kind of thing when actually in reality anyone could be doing those jobs and anyone could be learning those jobs so sometimes it's the, the attitude of the employer i don't think particularly hospitality is a bad one for that i think often you know there's some really good imagery going out there as well and and in in accommodation food services people are recruiting for all ages there as well um we do often see other stereotypes about people thinking that older workers are somehow blocking younger workers jobs when when if you look at it across the whole um, across the whole economy, it simply isn't the case that you look at um, job markets where there are more older workers, there are also more younger workers as well. So we do see a range of stereotypes there, or it might be to do with having a health condition. We know that you might be more likely to have a health condition as you age, but by no means is that a, a definite thing. Um, so I suppose it's just shifting mindsets amongst employers and recruiters that this can be a really good source of you know new talent for you. Um, and the, the final one we get there is all about uh, people thinking, is it worth hiring someone at 60 because they might retire soon? Well, that 60-year-old might might work for another eight years. If you if you got a 20-year-old a to work for eight years in the same place with you, you'd actually be doing pretty well there. So it's, it's just thinking a bit differently about how long someone might be coming to work for you uh, and also thinking about their, their their commitment and loyalty to you as well. We, I know we've touched on it, um, but what are the benefits for employers hiring older workers? Uh, I think... Um, Firsthand, from what I've witnessed, uh, the older workforce that we have um, certainly fit in with certain sectors of the industry that we support. Um, we get loyalty. I very rarely get one of our candidates calling sick on me from the older workforce. We just get less baggage in in, in total, really. Um, you give them a job, they go out and do it. You don't get any problems. You get you, we get our timesheet at the end of the week and the client always gives us good feedback on our work, on our older workers. The younger staff, we tend to have a lot more no-shows. They don't want to work weekends. You know, the older guys do. They just go out and do it. They get on with it. No complaints. Those pesky kids. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. What about you, Yes? I think I'd say the exact... It's the loyalty piece. It's the... Um, I'm going to start this job and I'm going to be dedicated to it and I'm going to be loyal to the company 
Um, you know you're going to get the most out of them in the time that they're here and and some. Um, and they really, they've chosen to come back into work for a reason and you can see that in their everyday and in their work ethic um, and just their overall mindset when it comes to work and when it comes to the company. Um, they're willing to share that information, share that knowledge with younger generations and they have so much that they can share um, and we find formally or informally they end up being mentors to those younger generations because they're really inspiring. They've got so many stories, so many situations. If you want to put a project idea forward or a change initiative, they can tell you about a time where it worked or it didn't work and actually lessons learned from that. Um, so there's so there's so many benefits. What about you, Patrick? What do you I, think? I think I'd 100% agree with those things. I think they're particularly about that transfer of skills and knowledge. You mm. know, we've got different generations working together in the workplace and, and, and the whole thing is about trying to transfer the ways of doing things and often taking some of the, some of the best and some of the new and, and, and bringing those things together. Um, I think the idea, though, about having, um, you know, different age groups bringing more or less baggage to work, I think, you know, the reality is we've all got quite complicated lives and... Um, and I suppose often what can be what can be quite good for older workers in in something like um, um, uh, uh, accommodation and food services and that type of thing is is the flexibility it can offer as well. So, for instance, working weekends for a lot of people that might be a really good thing if you've got kids who've grown up and left home. Actually, weekend working might be fantastic for you. So it's just it's just about having different people of different age ranges being able to to work together at a time to, that suits them best. And it helps um, your output as well, doesn't it? I'm sure. Um... Alan, what, what makes hospitality a good sector for older workers? What do you think? Why do you think it's a good environment? I think from the, the, the recruitment side, from my recruitment side of it, um, it's the flexibility. They get to pick and choose what days they want to work. So if they don't want to work 50 hours a week, the hospitality industry is renowned for long hours. Um, as an agency, we can offer these guys, if they only want to work two or three days a week, we can offer them that. If they want to work 50 hours, they can work 50 hours. So from our end, it's flexibility more than anything, um, but also the option to work within different sectors of the catering industry. So a lot of the older workforce that we have that work with us um, have come from ex-armed forces or work heavily in banqueting and hotels and are looking at kind of winding down. So want to go into care homes and schools and hospitals and stuff like that, where it's a slightly less it's not as fast paced as hotels and banqueting and stuff like that so um we give these guys the opportunity to be able to do that um so they kind of wind down uh naturally as opposed to have all of a sudden hitting 60 odd years old and going oh that's it i'm retired now i have to stop so they kind of do it on their terms yeah exactly yeah um we find that that's worked really well with some of our staff as well. I mean, we've still got guys that are comfortably in their late 60s, early 70s that are still going out and working 35, 40 hour weeks for us. And the feedback we get is amazing from them. You know, they're polite, they're, they're professional, they get on with their work. Um, we, we don't ever get any complaints from clients from, from those kind of guys. So, I mean, what, what do you think prevents older candidates or applicants from applying for roles, um, especially in hospitality? What do you think, what are the blockers there? Um, I think Patrick's kind of touched on that already um, with saying about how adverts are worded. Um, this could suit blah, blah, blah. You, you know, um, I, I tend to find that a lot of the adverts I read online aren't 
aimed at older people, you can almost read them as if they're worded towards a younger workforce. Yeah. I think that the under 24 or under 25 pay bracket also comes into account with that as well. Um, the hospitality industry is renowned for being really, really tight budget wise. There's not a huge amount of money involved in labor. So why pay an older person 821 where you can pay someone under 25 to do the same job, less money. Um, and I think that determines a lot of, uh, uh, of the older workforce. Yes. Um, can I come to you uh, as a, as an employer, a, a pretty big employer as well. Dorchester is uh, a, a big company. Why is, why do you feel the hiring of older workers has become a focus? Um, I think it's a continued focus and an effort. We see the benefits of hiring older workers. Um, we see it in our day-to-day. -day. Uh, we do a lot of work in talking to our guests and getting feedback from our guests on what is it What is it that you want um, and why do you choose Dorchester Collection? Um, and through that research, they all say the same thing. It's all about having those connections with our employees, their employees knowing who these guests are when they walk through the door, the connection they make, we make them feel special. Um, we create an experience that can't be replicated elsewhere. Um, and the people that do that are the people that work for us. Um, and older workers are really good at building those connections. You know, they've got life experience behind them. They have those skills that sometimes with other generations they haven't had the opportunity or the time to really um to really develop that skill set or refine it i'd say it's all about the time to refine that skill of building that connection whereas the older workers are really good at that um and our guests recognize it with their feedback that they give us after our stays they mention those employees names so they remember the names they remember those moments um, and they really appreciate it that's fantastic. Yeah. Actually, I was going to I was going to ask you about that, and um, and that's that's a really, you know, heartening thing to to hear. Have you had to change your approaches to recruitment for older workers? What I mean by that is, like Patrick and and Alan have have said, wording maybe, <laughs> um, the channels you use, yeah, uh, and those those kind of processes. Yeah. So I think for us, it's about finding that balance between you want to attract all generations, right? And you don't want to be discriminatory, but you also want to be conscious of what are you putting out there and how can that be perceived by all generations? So for example, with exactly what we're talking about with the job adverts, that's the first sign and any candidate gets of who you are as an organisation and whether they would be fit for this role. So it's all about your wording. Um, whether you talk about how many years experience someone needs or the type, the description and the terms that you use, about the type of person that you're looking for, um, how much you talk about flexibility, all of that kind of stuff. You 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 want to be really cautious of the words that you're using in your job description because that's going to be your converter between someone just viewing your job advert and someone clicking on it to apply. Then when you get to the point where hopefully you've converted them to want to apply because they see themselves in this role... It's then about how easy do you make that application process. For us, we've made three clicks. So if we're presuming that we want everyone to have an easy experience, and then on the other side, not everyone is, you know, tech, typically tech savvy, um, and you want to make sure whether they're, do they're doing it on their phones, their computers, that they can go through the process easily and seamlessly. So we do it within three clicks. Um, if 
even going back to them even looking at, at the careers website um you want to make it so they can make the font bigger you want to make it so they can view all of your hotels in one place and you're not overcomplicating it um and it's all about that initial attraction piece and how are you accommodating two dif- different generations um and from that point then you talk about the onboarding right so you talk about how do you engage them how do you introduce them to the company um how do you upskill presuming they need upskilling the manager that will potentially be 20 30 years younger than them to be able to manage this older worker um what skills are you giving them so how are you removing all of the biases that we can easily all of us creep in to say are they going to be fit enough to do this job are they going to be able to lift these boxes you know all those presumptions that we make how do you train the manager and give them the skills that from day one they're not making these assumptions and they have that open communication they don't feel threatened because this employee is going to have more experience than they do um and then continuing that journey throughout their employment. Have you got any success stories about recent hires of older workers Mm -hmm. that you could tell us about? Yes. So we have one employee who we hired from a very well-known retailer. We didn't poach her, but we kind of did. So I'm not going to name the retailer, but she worked in a supermarket and she is a legend across the collection. We tell her story all the time as a perfect example of the benefits of hiring older workers. Um, She works on the door um, at one of our hotels and builds such meaningful relationships with our guests on a daily basis um, that we have guests who on checkout, if they are due to check out and she is not on shift, they've not had an opportunity to say bye to her, that they will extend their reservation until they know when she's going to be next on shift. So so those guests can say bye and feel like they can go home and they've said bye to their friend. Um, and that's just one example of an employee who is classed as an older worker, essentially, um, who makes such an impact on our guests' lives on a daily basis just through her connection with them. Um that they want to treat her like they would do with their friends and family. Terrific. What do you feel um, the industry can do to attract more older workers? Um, I think we can, I guess when we have them with us, think about what we do with a confidence level, right? So I'm putting myself in their shoes, um, how much confidence do you need to leave your current organisation to start anew? Do you feel like, oh, you know what, I've got 10 years um, ten years left until I retire or X number of years left until I retire. No one's going to want to hire me. Um, so I guess it's down to the industry to make sure that we're never knocking people's conf- confidence regardless of their age um, because there's always there's always a benefit to hiring that every age group. Um and think about the impact that we have on the on individuals um, and the impact we have on their confidence um, whilst in the workplace as well as throughout any recruitment process. Um, I mean, we've heard many situations where organize, organizations through a recruitment process intentionally, unintentionally will make comments like, oh, we're actually looking for someone who's a little bit less experienced um, and, you know, can have a bit more flexibility or, you know, doesn't have as much tenure. Um, we're, we're expecting a bit of t- um, turnover in this role. You know, all of those comments, um, number one, discriminatory, okay? And number two, you're knocking people's confidence and making them feel 
because they've got so much experience that it's a bad thing and it's not a bad thing at all. Um, so we just need to think about our approach, um, how we communicate that to candidates um, and then just thinking about our mindset and our behaviours when it comes to older workers. So how are we training that in our managers in all of our people managers because they're the ones doing the interviews, they're the ones looking at the CVs and that's where any kind of biases will creep in from day one and stop people in their tracks from going any further in the application process. Colin, if I could come to you now, can you tell us about your current role and how you came to apply for it? Uh, my current role is uh, the concierge at Nestwa Patel. Um, I, I was unemployed for a, a short period um, the job centre, and I was looking for something in maybe leisure or tourism. The job centre put me in, informed me about a new hotel that was opening, um, suggested a porter, concierge type driver job maybe. So I went along to the open information day, was asked to bring my CV along the next day, meet the manager the following day. We got on very well, and uh, I was offered the job uh, more or less right away. Well, the following day, I got an email offering me the job. I think my local knowledge um, uh, was a big help in that. What What do you feel that you bring to your role as uh, a so-called older worker? I think life experience uh, is a big help. Um, life experience, uh, younger employers, employees sometimes look for guidance and advice. Um, I've less distractions from my outside life, possibly, than somebody younger um, settled in life, um, perhaps less worries than maybe the younger ones have, yeah. So you've been there for, you know, a good six months now. What are the benefits of a hospitality role for older workers? Um, I find it's uh, a clean uh, environment, um, good shift patterns with a bit of flexibility in the shift patterns as well. It's possibly not as physically or mentally demanding as my previous job. Um, working within a helpful and supportive team. I'm very lucky that way. Um, we all have the same objective in the hotel is to, to make people happy and that's what we strive to do every day. When you were applying for the role, um, was it easy for you to find a job uh, as as an older person? Do you feel that sort of inhibited you in any way? Um, I Felt it did for a while, yeah. As I say, I was six months looking. Um, I was possibly a wee bit fussy in what I wanted to do. Um, I did not, didn't consider hospitality as an option until uh, the job centre suggested it and guided me that way. Yeah, so that's about it. Yeah. Was it? Was there anything else in particular that you found, you know, was was in your way? Was it? Was it you? Was it them? What? What, what was it? I think. Well, I applied for one other job prior to that. Um, which was it? tourism and um, I got an interview and I felt I, I possibly was going to get the job but they came back to say that um, they had a lot of applicants and they had more experienced people and applied um, but I think they suspected I might go back to my old job um, which wasn't the case I think you know they maybe felt that the way the way I conducted myself at the interview maybe they thought I would go back to my old job you know mm-hmm. yeah and I mean, <clears throat> what what do you think might prevent other older people applying for roles in hospitality? What's your opinion? Possibly they don't realise 
what it um, what it can bring to your to your life. Um, the amount of roles that are in hospitality, it's there's quite a diverse amount of roles in hospitality. It's, um, I just think lack of knowledge of what what the industry has to offer. Alan, in your vast experience, uh, can you give us an example of a successful older candidate in hospitality? What makes their story memorable, successful? Um, Picking one in particular out, um, we had a lady who worked for us who was a butler in London, did lots of high-end stuff, Buckingham Palace and so on. Uh, She'd retired and moved out to Kent. Um, And What was she doing at Buckingham Palace? uh, She was a butler. Yeah, really high end. She'd retired, had a couple of years off and then decided, I really miss what I'm doing. I'm sitting around doing nothing, watching Cash in the Attic all day. Um, So, yeah, she came to us to register for a little bit of casual event work, just doing some plate waiting and so on. Uh, We put her out for one of our clients. Client absolutely loved her and offered her a job on the spot. Uh, She was then offered the general manager's job shortly after. So, (laughs) um, yeah, a lady in her mid-60s. Um, literally had a couple of years out of the industry and then decided, yeah, I want to get back into it. Took on a, uh, a, a an event sh- uh, caterer job, literally a four-hour shift and got offered a permanent role out at the end of it. So, Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Can you imagine the wealth of experience she must have as well? Amazing, yeah. I mean, the second that she walked through the door, I was like, I need this woman on board straight away. Her knowledge was amazing. Gold. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. So, yeah. Fantastic. I'll never forget her. And she's a client of mine now, so. Who is she? I'll hire her. I want her. Um, You can have her for a fee. (laughs) Knew that was coming. Here we go. Matter of time. Um, So what advice would you give your clients uh, when encouraging encouraging them to hire older workers? I think we're quite lucky. Um, Certainly on the temp side of things, um, our clients are quite laid back. We've got a, a really good client base where we can be open and honest with them, tell them everything about the candidate that we have. We always send a little uh, bio over of our candidate before we place them into a booking as well so they know what they're getting. Um, on a perm front, um, exactly the same, really. We don't, I wouldn't look at forwarding a candidate who's 25 years younger just because they're 25 years younger. You know, we we forward everyone that we think is suitable for the role. This discrimination of age just doesn't happen. Patrick, um, you've created a rather special toolkit for employers, and we've been developing this um, together. It's going to be available on our, on our website. Um, what are the main messages in there for employers to help them engage older workers? There's a range of range of things, and particularly in the, on, the, on the recruitment side, it's about thinking about the language and imagery you're putting out there it's about thinking about the the job design itself have you got something in the job description but which actually doesn't need to be there really we we see it in certain sectors that people say you need this particular qualification or or something like that but that's only existed for the last five years so if you're a if you're a a six-year-old who did most of your 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 training a little while ago you're going to be discriminated against in, in doing that piece there um and it's also not when you're giving uh feedback to people as well Right, Yasmin said that that jumped out at me. That the we hear so many times people saying they've been turned down for being too experienced. And I think recruiters and employers have to you have to really ask yourself what are you actually saying there? What do you mean? And also, what what can that individual do with that that information? And often people might want to move sideways or even down into a, a, a different job because it suits their work life balance as well. And we see it particularly say for for working carers who might 
a, a job in hospitality might be the perfect thing for them, but it's not able to be balanced around their their caring needs at home as well. So we've got a whole range of um, things in the in the guidance and toolkit. Um, I mean, just to give one example of something I thought worked really well was a it was a uh, a drinks distribution company and they had a big billboard up and I loved it because it said um, this is all about having a truckload of expertise and had a, an image of their whole workforce there which was a, across a whole range of different age ranges I saw um, that yeah yeah and it, it's and brilliant it just, image. just really really nice because you 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 so often just see one age group together and this was lovely because you had the whole the whole team there from all different ages there and you can really see there the 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 experience and background that, that a lot of those people bring so I think it's just about thinking differently about where you place job adverts, how you're conducting the actual recruitment itself, um, and then also properly embed those people in the organisation when they come. How else can the Centre for Ageing Better help employers? Well, we're doing a, we're doing a range of new uh, research and, and we're absolutely trying to do some hands-on research with, uh, with employers and recruiters. We're doing it this year, actually. We'd love to do it in a, in a sector like hospitality as well. And it's not just, it's to go beyond the theory of we've, we've got a lot, a lot of academic research, things like that. But this is actually to test in reality in the workplace what ends up being better recruitment outcomes for the individual, but also absolutely for the employer as well. So if any, if any uh, employers wanted to work with us on that or recruiters as well, we'd, we'd very happily work with anyone there. Um, and it's just about getting better outcomes for everyone, really. What he said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Here's one for each of you. If you could give one piece of advice, if you want to go over, you can go over. It's all right. I won't. I won't hold it against you. One piece of advice to employers um, considering hiring older workers. What would it be? Be open-minded. That's it. Just be open-minded. I don't know if it's a nugget, but look at your entire employee life cycle and look at every single touch point and ask yourselves whether you're discriminating any age groups or not even just discriminating that's really harsh but whether you are giving people the space to feel like they can and should apply every touch point so your job advert your recruitment assessment tool that you'll get them you'll want them to take part in the interview process who's interviewing them what kind of questions are they asking them how is that making them feel um when you're offering them the job and actually the job is you have a recruiter who's saying they're too experienced for this position because they want to take a step down question yourself why are you asking that question if they're applying for the job you have to assume that they want to take a step down it's not your perception shouldn't creep into this and at every point whether it's reward whether it's onboarding retention you know question your mindset throughout and any biases that are going to creep in and make sure you're creating an environment where People want to be there and people feel accepted in the workplace. I thought it was fantastic. I'll say, all right. It's <laughs> a good one, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the, only thing I, the only thing I'd add is, yeah, are, you, are you as an employer, as a recruiter, are you, are you branching out to the widest possible group of talent? And if you're mm-hmm. not, you're losing out and you're losing out to your competitors. So if there's anything within not just your recruiting process, but every, anything else in your, in your website imagery and the imagery you use in, in your, your place of work that is cutting off someone because of their age, also, very importantly, cutting off a potential customer as well. We know that over 50s are, are the fastest growing consumer base as well. So if you're, if you're cutting off from people uh, coming to work for you, you're also cutting off some of your, your customers as well. It just doesn't make any business sense either. So, um, yeah, be really careful about the imagery, language you're, you're using. Um, and I think also one way of branching out and getting to um, uh, people who might have worked in catering hospitality uh, 30 years ago, it's telling them that the industry has changed. They might have had a job when they were 17. It, it might have been a, 
a job they didn't enjoy very much, something just they did for money. Now you can actually tell them, actually, hospitality has come on. It's a different type of work environment than you had before and try and attract those people back in. Fantastic. Thanks. Colin? Probably look beyond the applicant's CV and past work history. Um, a CV only covers work history. Older people have lived and experienced much more than, than possibly what's on their CV. They can, older people can also bring stability and they don't have to worry about um, you know, older workers have maybe set in their ways and have learnt from the younger ones too, you know. I want to thank each of you for joining me today. It's been a really good discussion and I hope you uh, found the discussion useful as well. Um, we're available on iTunes um, and Spotify and what's the other one? Um, Podbean. Um, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, which is at caterer.com. That's caterer, D-O-T-C-O-M, likewise on Instagram. Be sure to check out our blog, which is blog.caterer.com. And you can also search for us on LinkedIn. Recruiting in Hospitality is recorded and edited at Offset Audio in London and is produced by Lorna Silvestri for caterer.com. I'm Lance Lotner-Ryan. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.